Welcome to the Pack Rugby Show, ladies and gentlemen. Nearly blew uh, Big Fat Darcy's headphones straight off his Big Fat Melon. Welcome to Pack Rugby Show. We're excited. We're feeling good. We've got a huge guest tonight in Sean McMahon calling all the way in from Japan. Also got uh, some weirdness coming out of the battler's bench with Big Fat Darcy. But before we get into anything else, let's just introduce the panel. And as per usual, Pack to the Rafters with some bloody good talent. Quirky and Dallin on the starters Wait a bench. Minute. Round of applause, everyone. Good stuff. And round of applause for Big Fat Darcy. Or not. Whatever. Oh, tough. <coughs> that one Big Fat Dars. No, you're right, man. How you doing, Big Fat Dars? You feeling good? No, I lost my phone today. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what happened? I don't want to talk about it. Dropped down lift shaft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're doing it. I thought you were just screening me. I was like, oh, yeah. man, Big Fat Dars is off me in a big way. <laughs> I've gone deeper the whole... Do not communicate with me, J-Ball. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Nah, we'll just leave it. Speaking of communication, over the blower right now, joining us all the way from Japan, it is none other than Sean McMahon. Sean McMahon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Sean, how you doing, brother? Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Looking forward no. to a yarn. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, we've uh, we've had you on the blower a little, little bit before the show went live, and uh, if that's anything to go by, <laughs> I'm pumped. Um, but, Sean... Before we get underway, mate, I just want to ask, mate, a career that spanned 11 seasons to date, um, 28 tests for the Wallabies included within that. I mean, currently plying your trade in Japan. Did you ever think that this is the way that your career would have panned out? Um, I guess it's a tough one. You know, everyone, when you're growing up all the way through school, um, as everyone knows, you want to be playing professional rugby at the end of my career schooling that wasn't really even on the cards till I um, ended up skipping schoolies um, to go play sevens which started the uh, <laughs> which started that route um, and ended me up in Japan which you know can't complain about I want to ask you though Sean I mean there's like to put it bluntly you left Australian rugby you'd say almost just as you were hitting your strides like you were absolutely crushing it everyone was frothing you you play with this hard edge aggression this hard-nosed footy that almost like a, a replicant of Arty Sarvea and you've pissed off over to Japan was I mean obviously there's the financial aspect involved in it, especially with Japanese rugby. Well, was there anything else within Australian rugby that maybe um, like prompted the move? Um, obviously, yeah, financially, it was the right decision for me and my family. It was money that's going to set me up for, you know, me and my family up for quite some time. As Quirky knows, he's got a full bank. Um, <laughs> also got three kids, mate, or, or one on the way. So. <laughs> I was in the negative. Uh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, yeah, I was stuck behind some great players. Um, Poey, Hoops, all of those boys, you know, I just wanted to be, you know, playing a lot more footy um, and, you know, just wanted to be out. And the opportunity to come overseas and apply my trade um, appealed to me. And, yeah, I did leave in my prime. But, um, yeah, I look back at that and still sometimes think, what if? Um, but, you know, I chose to come here and I'm, I'm living out that. I want to take it right back, Shawnee. There's always been rumours that are around, you know, the, the start of your career and, and, you know, how you were very, very close to obviously joining the armed forces. Talk us through those first couple of years. How close were we to, to potentially never seeing you, you know, you know, one Donna, Donna Rebels jersey and then one a, a Wallabies jersey as well? Uh, yeah, quite close. Basically, at the end of schooling, I had nothing going. Um, I was my manager, Anthony Piccone. Um 
basically said, mate, just give us one more chance, come down and play in Noosa in the in the sevens down that way. Um, and I was like, yeah, fuck, why not? Um, bit of fun with the boys down that way, play a bit of footy, get on the tubes. <laughs> Pretty much what I like to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, that kind of, if that didn't happen, I most definitely probably wouldn't be um, doing what I'm doing now. Mate, uh, fifth season at Suntory. Um, just um, talk about what it's like. We've heard Quirky's experience, but uh, what's your experience like being over there in Japan and compared to compared to Aussie rugby? Um, it's been fantastic. It's it's hard to beat um, the games here. The quality's getting better and better every year. Um, can't beat the the time off you get with your your family. And um, once again, you know. The boys love a good social, which is always fantastic to, to lift the spirits and team bonding, as everyone knows. When it comes to footy. Love it. Um, but now my experience here has been um, nothing but great, um, and the club's always been good to me as well. So I have nothing to complain about here. It's absolutely fantastic. You talk about having good socials and that, mate, as we've, we've all been a part of a good few over there. Look at his face. <laughs> he's What's happy. Going? He's happy. He's no, nothing's leading in here. Mate, you, um, you obviously, mate, you play hard, and I know that you guys at Suntory, especially, you're training hard, and, um, mate, you've always been one for that. But ETW, mate, a lot of people probably around the world wouldn't really know what that meant. You, you live by that motto. Can, um, can you talk us about your week leading into what's that ETW moment about? Yeah, yeah, look, I can't take all the rest of that. That all started here from the goat, uh, Matty Giddo, um, was throwing it around the gym every now and then. And then I started to think to myself, well, geez, that's pretty much how I based my entire career. Um, work hard, play hard, earn the weekend. Um, there you go, I, bang. I say, you say, for example, pre-season, getting smoked all week, Monday to Friday, the only thing better than, you know, Bit of footy, drinking a few tubes with the boys on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the true definition of ETW. There it is. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. That's so sick. Um, but speaking of uh, earning the weekend, Sean, coming back from a, an ACL, we've seen on your socials you've been busting your ass to get back up and running and, and fighting fit. How's the knee coming along? Can we expect you back playing anytime soon? Or if not, what, what's the time frame looking like? Um, yeah, it's tracking along well. Five and a half months now, back running, um, looking to be back full swing by, you know, back end of the year. Been a long year and a half because I came off a shoulder, rolled that pretty much straight into a knee. So, but yeah, last year and a half has been a bit tough um, on a few different fronts, but finally starting to come out the other end and um, hopefully yeah, by the end of the year, finally be back on the field. And, mate, that's it. We've all... <laughs> The bench has been through a couple of <laughs> knee stuff as well, mate, so we feel your pain. Look, over the years, mate, your name's always thrown in the mixture about either coming home for Wallabies or, or Super Rugby stuff, and I know you're probably, you're about how old? 23, 24 now, so you're getting on. Your head says otherwise. But, mate, has there, I know you probably might have a bit of an extended stay in Japan now, but is there any chance of you ever coming back to the Wallabies or within a Super Rugby system again? Um. Oh, look, I'd never ride off maybe super sitting at 49 caps, so I wouldn't mind going to 50. Um, <laughs> um, but I think I think my time in the gold uh, the gold might be over 
Yeah, there's plenty of fantastic players there at the moment. You've got Fraser McRae and all those boys. So, mate, Wallaby's good, all good in that area. So I think my time in the gold might have... Um, it's done its due now. If you were to come home, where would you where would you want to go? Where would you want to end up? Geez, that's a tough one. That's a real <laughs> tough one. I'd always probably go. You know, Melbourne's always great. Had a fantastic time in Melbourne. Um, but if I was coming home, I'd probably be, you know, hopefully in Queensland if that opportunity ever arose. Um, back to the motherland. Mate, um, we've uh, we've we've heard you love the tubes, but. So over your career um, and over in Japan, mate, who, who were some of the some of the boys that you loved playing with, and then also getting on the tubes after a game with? Oh, when I, if we're talking back in Australia, you got your greats like Laurie Weeks, Geordie <laughs> Reed, Luke Jones, Nick Zerzaka, Tommy English. You, you can't pass up a few of those boys. Dale's sitting there with a big smile on his face. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, and then you got boys over here, uh, Hendrick Tui, who Quirky spent a fair bit of time with. Over his, uh, Don't know the bloke. <laughs> Never heard of him. But no, there's been plenty of boys that um, there's not a lot of lads that I haven't enjoyed having a good time with. And um, you know, when you're working hard and with those boys all the time, you know, there's nothing better than just going out for a feed and having a cold one with them. Yeah, I was about to ask Sean because that's that's something that. Uh, you know, it, it it's not necessarily frowned upon nowadays, but the idea of, uh, you know, chopping piss and having fun and, and building culture around that is probably not as prevalent as it was maybe 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. Is that something you, you're pretty, like, staunch on? It doesn't necessarily have to be about chopping piss and having fun, but the whole culture outside of the club is what can actually help the club on the pitch too. Yeah, on that, I feel like I would have thrived 20 years ago, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Really? (laughs) But, um, (laughs) no, definitely I think the the culture outside of the club is really what builds the the team and, you know, brings you all together. The more you know someone, you know, the harder you're going to play with them and and have their back. So my thing outside of, you know, just coming into training every day, bonding with each other outside the field, be it on beers or having a feed or just even going for a coffee is absolutely crucial. Mate, massive. And, and obviously, we're going to get into the, the soft stuff here, mate. Your, your wife, Nia, and your two boys, Mac and Axel, mate. Obviously, you're, you're out on the piss a lot and you're having a good time. But um, also, on the flip side of things, you've got to get the thumbs up every time they go and do that. And I know you go home early most nights anyway. So, mate, life out. <laughs> Life outside of rugby for you, I know a fair bit about it as well. Obviously, you spent a, a little bit of time away from them, but now they've relocated. So what's that look like at the moment for the gang over there? Um, yeah, it's uh, got the family back over here full time now. Um, obviously, you know, as everyone had through COVID, there was a bit of difficult times um, with the family being away. And, and, you know, like yourself, I've been away from mine for quite a while through that period. Um, so to have them all back over here now, settled in, we've moved... Uh, into Chofu where there's a little bit more going on. So the mixers and the boys are all pretty happy. So, and as long as they're happy, I'm happy. And then, you know, it goes from there. And how are you finding that? Obviously balancing playing professional footy and then, and being a father, it's, it's probably something that, you know, for most men, when you talk about it, it's, it's, it's the biggest job they have, you know, everything else becomes secondary. How's it been with, with Mac and Axel and, and what's that been like? Yeah, they are, 
you know, the best thing that's ever happened to me at the same time. They're absolute demons when they want to <laughs> um, But, I, you know, I take my hat off to my wife. She, um, she's absolutely fantastic with them and um, takes a lot of the reins, especially when I'm training and playing. So only when I have them, I struggle on a day. So um, she has them a lot more than that. So, but um, <laughs> we make it work and, yeah, absolutely adore them. They're absolute little lads and um, love them to death. It it fills me with joy knowing that even like professional athlete dads are <laughs> shit out. Oh man, I, mate, I'm with you. I've got an eight month old, and when my wife's like, just got to run out to the shops, I'm like, panic. Oh, shit. sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh god, here we go. Mate, so, good to know. I'm asking her to I'm asking her to pack a bag with all the essentials for her to go for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, yeah. You, you pretty much got to do what I do and just say, hey, I, I need to go to the shops, and you go to Hiroshima for eight months. So <laughs> if, if you want to learn anything, you learn it from here. So you you you, you do duck back every oh, once do, in a while yeah, just to yeah, emphasis just to duck, increase duck the back. family, yeah, just to get her pregnant again and then piss off. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, we get announced that. Sure, mate. Uh, you played a role in the uh, 2015 World Cup, and um, looking at the current Wallaby squad, Eddie Jones at the helm and coaches and uh, structure he's put in place. What do you think about uh, Wallaby's chances? How's the team looking for this World Cup? Um, Eddie at the helm's just going to be real interesting to see uh, how he whips them into shape. Um, you know. Just at him at the helm brings our chances up, I'd think, tenfold. So um, there's plenty of talent there. It's just how it gets used, and it's going to be interesting to see how it rolls. Bloody oath. And um, you have a very unique perspective, Sean, in regards to, obviously, you've been in the Japanese system for a bloody long time, but you also, as you said, played um, nearly 50-odd caps in Super Rugby. So been in both systems for a long time really entrenched in it we've seen domestic competitions around the world just they're struggling you know over in uh england we've seen a couple of clubs go under we see super rugby you know it it is struggling to sort of draw the crowds and stuff like that but then you look at say japan and france where the club system la rochelle's just won the european cup japanese rugby is just going above and beyond they're signing some of the best footy players in the world what is it about the Japanese and the French in particular, their club system, that they are just getting so right to be able to have such a strong domestic competition, which then obviously seems to really trickle up into their national team? Uh, the yen? <laughs> <laughs> Helps. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I just think you're starting to get a, <laughs> starting to get a, lot, of, um, a lot of class players coming, especially to Japan. Um, which from when I got here, it was, you know, plenty of talented players and the club competition was there, but it was a bit more semi-pro where now it's gone that League One and there's a lot more talent coming in and out and there's even talent coming from England and stuff like that. So from a Japanese, yeah, Japanese League perspective, that's, you know, I think it's just the calibre of player now that's coming over and there's a lot of big names starting to lift the kind of game that's happening here. Um, so that's what I'd say on that part of there. I mean, you, you did sort of touch on, you jokingly, um, the yen, but do you think that the financial backing is is incredibly crucial? Like, we all know a business can't run without, without cash behind it, but do you think that is what's helping prop it up and obviously helping it grow? Um, 
like anything, you'd assume that, you know, with big businesses behind it, um, obviously over here you're all run by companies um, and they help keep it going. And um, we're starting to get a lot bigger crowds too, which is obviously, you know, the companies spreading the word and um, starting to get a bit more televised over here as well. So, yeah, I can only assume that's, you know, is helping, but, you know, with the, as I mentioned, like the calorie players bringing more people to the game, so it's making it a bit better. Fair enough. It always helps when, obviously, you're an alcohol company and, and your team's drinking, you know, a year's worth of revenue and oh, piss every, you know, every year it. as well. That always Self-fulfilling, helps. Self-fulfilling, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, put a back, I've put a bit back into my contract. <laughs> it's good, it's good yeah, to give back. He's got a, he's got a, we all know you've got a piss clause in there, mate. Real company man. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, Quirky, uh, he informed me of something... Um, uh, that you're, that you have a certain set of tattoos, and if it's true, it's phenomenal. He, Quirky, did you tell me that uh, that he has bees knees? Is, yeah. is that is that true? Yeah, got the bees. I'm see if I can get her up there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Little, little cutie. <laughs> got four of those. When, what's the what's the story behind them? Um. I made a, a bet with Ingo. He said, if you get bees, Tom English, if you get bees on your knees, he'll get his first tattoo. So, you know, one day we were in Melbourne and I just called him into the tattoo shop and um, he rolled in and saw what was going on. And then, you know, <laughs> next is history. That's it. He's got a, you've got a couple of other ones. There's, there's one outstanding one on your guts. And look, I've seen you in the nude more times than I should have. But, um, yeah, I used to see that one a fair bit. What's, can you run us through that one? Oh, yeah, got a happy air on my guts, um, you know, pretty much like just along the little side there. <laughs> just where all, all the uh, the good times go, pretty much. Whenever you drink beers, for some reason, it just always it seems to go to my hips. <laughs> there you go. Many more to come, I reckon. Many more to come. That's sick. Sp- speaking of, uh, speaking of getting so nude, mate, the... Um, are you a budgies in the shower or complete nud? And then in Australia, then compared to the shower uh, scene over in Japan, what's the uh, what's the general consensus over there? What are the boys doing? I've I've gone complete nud now. I wouldn't do yeah. anything but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> no point wasting time getting it wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, but you know. Most of the boys over here, yeah, complete mad. Well, it's Suntory, anyway. Well, yeah, they've That's got the big communal showers. Onsen vibe going yeah, on, onsen, don't they? Yeah. It's yeah. good gas. It's, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you roll in with pants, you sort of, um, or the skins, you ridiculed a little bit. As you know, Sean, they'll, yeah. they'll turn you around and say, get the mushroom out and bring it in here and we'll get into it. <laughs> Pretty, like, that, that's the way, way it goes. It's really sort of like it's a cultural thing and you just don't do it. So you just got to get stuck in. You got to get it out and get it on. What's the onset? Yeah. Like what's an onsen compared to a normal shower? What's the... Onsen's like uh, a bath. It's like a big room. Yeah. yeah. Hot Communal bath. Yeah, hot, big, big, big hot oh, bath. That's, that's footy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, it's real <laughs> <laughs> It sort of made me th- rethink all my time in Aussie where yeah. I was in the skins and stuff and you go over there and made all shapes and sizes and 
And um, they're not big groomers, the Japanese either. Sean, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. Attest to. But, but they're also very hairless, except for they're, yeah, yeah. they're schlong and yeah. stuff. It's <laughs> kind of loose. But it's good, mate. Everyone just gets stuck in. As I said, it doesn't matter what you're rocking. You're in there and you're, you're yarning. There's a lot of leg up chaps oh, as well. Yeah. Massive Ca- leg up leg Casual. Yeah. Just be like. Yeah. Oh, so anyway. <laughs> <Just> uh, <laughs> Yeah. So you see, you're, you're seeing. <laughs> How's the wife? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're seeing yeah. what people had for dinner most that's times. Awesome. So, but mate, that, oh, that's why I go back. <laughs> <laughs> Yen be damned. And shorty, we do a we do a fast five to finish with everyone yeah. today. We're going to do six with you. Question. Oh. Question <laughs> Question one is if you could have any other athlete from any other sport in your starting fifteen, who would you have? Any other sport, I'd probably go I'd love to see how an NFL player would go. So maybe like an Odell Beckham Jr. out on the on the wing, wing or in the centers there. Love it. Nice. Happy Phil. What's your career highlight? Um, I think it's hard to beat um, my first cap against Wales. Um Pretty hard to beat that. Favorite teammate of all time? Of all time would probably be Geordie Reed, I reckon. Least favorite? I wish I played with Quirky. Wanker. So <laughs> 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 but oh, that's a tough one. I'm not sure, boys. It's all right. Not sure. Um, question five: Who's been the most influential person in your career? Um, it's a tough one. There's a few. You can look back at my parents and stuff like that. But you know, my manager over, the, especially the last few years, has probably you know kept me um, looking forward, especially with the injuries. So probably yeah, my manager. And then finally, mate, if you could win a competition and get on the piss with five blokes out of everyone you've ever played with, who's your top five to go three days with? Oh, yeah, Laurie Weeks. Shorty Reed. Look, I would throw Quirky in there for a bit of a laugh, you know, oh. get around it. <laughs> That's all I bring. I um, yeah, look, it's about it. You, all you, all you <laughs> um, who else? Hendrick Tui, uh, Justin Downey. Love it. Holy shit. <laughs> Mate, you uh, you had that sitting on the top of your dome, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you rifled that off. You, you, you asked me to bring together a few boys on the piss so I could rattle out a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, Shawnee, mate, thanks so much for joining us. We, we appreciate your time. We know the season's wrapped up over there and you just finished your, uh, your end-of-season meeting, so appreciate you finding the time. But, mate, all the best. Hopefully we do see you in Australia picking up your, your 50th Super Rugby cap for the Reds sometime soon, and hopefully you can wear Wallaby Gold again. But if not, mate, just keep chopping piss and having fun in Japan. We wish you all the best, brother. <laughs> That's it. Cheers, lads. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Shawnee. Later, brother. Cheers, Brawny. Round of applause, Shawnee, man. Oh, what a legend, man. I forgot to ask him. So every time I kept Googling, um, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go on his wiki. I'll see where he played juniors, all that kind of stuff. And I kept Googling Sean McMahon. And it kept saying, did you mean Shane McMahon? <laughs> and I was going to ask him about his dad, Vince, and his sister, <laughs> Stephanie, and, <laughs> and his brother-in-law, Triple H. Uh, let's go again. Get him back. Ah, oh, he's gone. Zachy, is he still? Ah, oh, missed him. That's what, it was on my phone, but I dropped it. 
See, this is that's what kills me. <laughs> Not all the family photos and stuff that I've lost. Has he... Vince McMahon chat. <laughs> what? Has he resigned? Uh, I, th- oh, I think so. Look, um, you know, if he's talking about coming, being ready in December, yeah, that's when season kicks off. So you'd assume so. Mate, he was a great loss, Tozzy Rugby. Mm. Just and we talk about the personalities in the game. Imagine if he was in Australia. <coughs> I don't know. The media would probably hate him because he calls a spade a spade and it loves does, chopping piss. So, say la vie. Uh, big fat Das. Anything out of the battlers bench this week, brother? Maybe we do. We've um, we uh, we talked about it yet, uh, last week. We, me and you, Jay Ball, we went down to West Ladies Day. They let us in the in the tent for some reason, and we uh, we let it rip. Zaki, West Ladies Day versus Ace. Here's the tent, Battler's bench. Let's go have a look. This is for this is for West, baby. This is for yeah, West, kids, baby. Yeah, kids. Okay. All right, here we go. Ladies Day. Are you enjoying yourself a Ladies Day down at West? Um, always. It's about my hundredth West Ladies Day. I'm that old, so. Add another one to the list. Couple of boys, uh, the Colts boys are looking pretty good today. Uh, someone might catch a case, but. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna jump to the. Oh yeah, now, now you gotta jump to the. No, no. How fit do the boys look? They look amazing, amazing. Very good job. I love all the sparkles and the necklaces. Ladies Day. What does it mean to you? It's everything. It's a day to say thank you to all the ladies in your life. And it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Even better. You know Calvo? Yep. Yeah, you brought him a great one home. And let me tell you, he listened to that on repeat for about five days. He went, oh, look, guys, listen to this. He went, guys, listen to this. I'm the great one home. He kept playing it for our family, family dinner. I feel good and I look good. Ladies Day mean to you? Well, honestly, it means everything. Shouldn't you be working? What? I am working. I'm working on these girls. How good are you feeling right now? I don't think I've ever felt better, ever. Bring Sophie up. The boys? No. <laughs> I can't say the boys yeah, because my them. husband will. Of course, Big Ernie. Signing out from Big Cat's ass. Go to the doggy! All right, well. How, how good are ladies' days? Ladies' days are sick. Uh, uh, quirky, Dal, J-Board. Uh, when, when you guys were in cults, did you ever ha- get the call-up to have to be the, the shirtless waiter at a ladies' day? We never did it. Classic uh, brothers. There was, there was never any girls at our ladies' day. I went down to brothers on the weekend. It was fucking phenomenal. There was 300 women there. Did you see at halftime when they came back from at the ad or whatever, and there's like some chick just like running up and down the dead ball line, just geeing the crowd up? She would have been 50. Yeah, good. Just fizzing for it, man. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I was re- routinely told we didn't have Ladies Day and had found out retroactively. We I'd did, gone home. We did it every year. It. Don't tell didn't Jay. didn't want me there, yeah. Services required, shirt off. No. Nope. Nah, nah. Because I, I said if you're gonna make me take my shirt off, you've got to supply the razors to shave my back, and they wouldn't fork out for it. So, 
But back in those days, when West we were in the old club, you know, times were a bit Ooh, tough back then. That was the a old... better clubhouse. That was so to, to be fair. To be fair, that's when a, that was a clubhouse. Where... Those old change rooms. Yeah, Oi, get a tetanus on the way out. I, I love think it. Was and on the, the Black Dogs actually had the last piss up in the old change rooms before they knocked it down. I think we were playing. We were playing Bow Desert in Bow Desert, and we hired a bus and just had a mate of ours who's school teacher. He's like, "Yeah, I got my ticket." We're like. Rock on. And I think Dar set the theme and it was jocks, crocs, socks and 30 blocks. So we all came back on the bus with 30 blocks, jocks and crocs and socks. I went and to Kmart. They were knocking it down on the Monday and Joe Staples was like, yeah, I'll just leave it unlocked for you. We just went in, had a smoke machine, laser, some sake. It was <laughs> good gas. There's photos of, photos of me so like in my... inch of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> photos of me in my undies at a Westpac ATM at three in the morning getting out 500 bucks cash. We, the, the thing about that old clubhouse is, you know, when the, what we used to do is someone would like push someone through the gyp rock and so we just moved the wallaby photos. <laughs> That's where that goes. Low, low of yeah, just a little it's bit. Down low here now. It was good oh, fun, man. But um, we probably will have something else oh, we from, definitely for will, next mate. week. Which, yeah. uh, a little thing that takes a little bit more editing. Stuff like that. No, it's done. We just wanted to space it out a little bit. Cool oh, production, Dash. You wouldn't understand, mate. Algorithm. But I think the ladies' days are getting a bit more, a little bit more bougie, don't you think? Oh, yeah, you're talking about, look at the effort. Well, UQ yeah. doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a bit of getting strife. a bit loose. Yeah. What? Yep. I think there wasn't there a bit of strife from up then, at, would you? Yeah. yeah. Up top from the. Why would you want to play at UQ to begin with? Oh, That's beyond me, mate. Um, all right, now it's time <laughs> for our red hot takes for this weekend. Wrapping things up, big fat Dash. What's your red hot take? Quick go. Uh, can you come back to me? No. I, uh, I've had it written to my old phone. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to take over from here? Quirky, what is, what is our red hot take? <laughs> East versus Brothers down at Bottomley Park. Brothers. Massive one. Brothers for a yeah, win. I think, it's, no. um, I think it might be Old Boys Day. That'd be a good memory. one. So, Who you got? East. I'm going to go with Tigers just, just solely because... They have been surprising yeah, this season, yeah. mate. Down in that left They're corner... Killing. The left corner where it used to sort of sink in, and, and if you fell over there, you would be needing to go to hospital due to infection. That little corner fills up. And when I was playing, we used to literally kick to that corner if possible. Even if we're on the other side, we'd turn to kick to that corner just because we'd know we'd score because of the absolute filth and scum that was ready to rock in that corner. We're all very much well aware, Kawaki. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> we know, mate. At the, at, at, at the old field for West, there used to be, we actually used to warm up in one of the dead balls because that was the only place that was green or whatever. We're like, oh, that must be because no one's using it 10 times a night. Uh, it was green and I was like, oh, this will do out scorpions, whatever, all this kind of stuff. Turns out it was actually a burst sewage pipe <laughs> under the dead ball. We all started getting boils and like, we're like, what are these things? I don't know. And then we'd go in the plungers, hot, cold. It's like, what are these school sores and boils and stuff? Hand, foot and mouth. Yeah. Oh. Where's the original scrum pox? <laughs> uh, how good is West? So I've got East. I got now East. your East. red hot take. I think the Reds beat the Highlanders. Down at Forsyth Bar, yeah. undercover. Ooh, they need it too. Helps with the chili, helps with the damp. Yeah. You think they're going to do I it? I think they do it. That side they've picked is very good in my opinion. Yeah, it is. It's good to see, obviously, James back in the side. And mm-hmm. in the number 12 jersey, I think he makes a big difference. So, Wilson back starting. I think they're, they're going to do it. Rock on, man. Mm. Fizzing at the bunghole for that one. Big fat ass. Love it. Mate, I don't have my... Um, Hunter... Oh, top of the table. Just came to me. <laughs> top of the table. <laughs> uh, Wildfires fires versus Gordon. 
one v two. Got to go wildfires, man. Then uh, them at the top defending their their lead. Never been in that position. They're gonna keep rocking. Thanks for that one, Zach. Appreciate Thanks, it. Zachy. <laughs> Zach through the cans was coming through hot first. Like, wait, big fat dust. All right, now it's just time for our rugby watch just to round things out. Big fat dust. Your rugby from the weekend just gone. Manasa Mataeli. He is like, playing for the force of the wind. There, he's like he goes through. He does a lot of he does a lot of work in that force back line. He um, the amount of amount of work rate he gets through, and he's just um. He's just a big bopper too. For for his usual output, it was quiet game in regards to the exciting shit. But as you said, his work rate, yeah, like he his defense, his touches, like he he goes hard, mate, and he's absolutely killing it. I um I thought he was so much. He's like twenty six. Mm, I thought yeah. he was going there to round out his career. <laughs> So, oh, he came from the Crusaders. He's just going to yeah. do his last couple of years at the like, Force. Right. Huh? He's in his mid-20s. Like, his, right. his uncle played for Fiji and the Crusaders. And, no. I think also, I, I think his... My phone. <laughs> I think his wife might even be at the Force. From she, is. Oh. she is. So, I think okay. that was sort of she won the, headed uh, towards the having the Western Force Player of the Year for Super W. So, the Peak Athletic Club Player of the Year for uh, the Western Force wow. for Super W. Martha Mattaelli. Mm-hmm. She's an absolute gun, mate. She almost single-handedly won that game against, I think it was the Rebels earlier this year. She's a freak, mate. Love She's it. an absolute gun. Dow, your, uh, your rugby from the weekend just gone. Young Max Jorgensen, obviously, debut season. He had three tries over the weekend, ran for a ridiculous amount of metres, and he's just been outstanding. What I like about this young man is he just... He's got it all. Like he kicks really well. He understands the game. He pops up in the right places. He's just not a, a flash in the pan. He's someone who's really quick. He, he's not a big body, but he, he does the tough stuff as well. And like he's obviously got a huge future. And, and at the start of the season, I was a bit worried about you know him coming in and his body and, yeah. and managing that. But had some a couple of weeks off, and he, and he just keeps going from strength to strength. And I think you know he might be someone who we see on the on the plane to to the world cup potentially as a development player that would be absolutely awesome mm. absolutely awesome when have you seen someone of his age and caliber come straight into super and just consistently perform yeah, week in never. week out but also not a freakish talent mm. not like a Tong and thor or a Jordy Pattaya who's this athlete Cooper, right? who yeah. are these like they're genuinely athletes like this dude 45 kilos ring yeah it looks like built like a 12 year old vegetarian but he's like Mate, he's bloody good gas, man. He is. Um, quirky, your rugby from the weekend just gone. Shannon Perry. Can't go past, mate. We can't. So I had a bit to do, played with her brother, and, and um, we knew each other as we were a bit younger. And she's obviously hung up the boots. Um, but again, you know, massive stalwart for the sevens, sort of put it on the map, to be honest, and, and went there. And then as well as the Wallaroo. So she's always given back to club rugby. She's always given back to super. She's done a lot for the game. And... I know it was the last hit out, but um, again, she, she put her head down, bum up, and got stuck in as well, too. So, going to be very sad to see Paz not on the scene, but I think she will still be on the scene. She is just a genuine bad bitch, man. <laughs> she is, mate. She's tough as a $2 steak and has just done so much for the women's game. It's, it's almost... You know, unimaginable just what the game would be if it didn't have people like Shannon Parry. Mm. You know, like Olympic gold medalist. Uh, no, sorry, Commonwealth gold, Games gold medalist. Like captain the 
the seven side alongside Shani Williams to World Series titles to Commonwealth Games, Olympic silver medals. Like comes back, captains of fifteens. Most games captain is uh, at seventeen out of her twenty four. Like she has just done so much for the women's game, man. It's it's a testament to her career that she gets to send off like that. Eh? I feel um uh, in five years or so, like like her and Liz Partu, who have played their whole careers and 24 games, Liz Partu, 33 games. most ca- In five years, I feel as if they're just, like, uh, moving forward, they're going to be playing more and more games. And um, I just feel, you know what I mean, like in a couple of years, uh, like her career would have would have been a lot more games or whatever if she was... If it was now. Yeah. But that's, that, that's exactly what yeah. it is, right? Like... Yeah. She is a trailblazer. Yeah. yeah. She genuinely is. Yeah. She's almost she, created that for, she for has. more games. She has. To get more She's games. She's done it in a time when recognition for women's sport was well, almost yeah. nil. Yeah. Now look at it. You know, the Wallaroos are playing the Black Ferns and, like, it's going to be a full production, free-to-wear, all this sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. It's going to be this absolutely massive thing. Like, they're going to World Cups. They're going to be getting paid. Yeah. You know, Shannon Parry didn't get a dollar out of her international career but what she's done is she's paved the way for women in australia and around the world to play the game of rugby and be recognized for their achievements it's huge so congrats to shannon parry like i think the game owes her a hell of a lot here in australia so absolutely awesome shit um, alrighty, well that rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. Short and sharp, love it. Quirky, Dallin, big fat Dars, crushed it as per usual. Gonna have to get that phone out of the lift, mate, because that Shane McMahon chat would have been good gas. Zach McCoy, <laughs> the ones and twos, as per usual, absolutely crushing it out here at the Double Take Studios. My name's Jay Moore, on behalf of everybody here, just like to say, stay safe, enjoy your footy, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.